Welcome to the My Personal Football Coach Youth Soccer Player Development Podcast, Episode 5 with Albert Capellas. Welcome to MyPersonalFootballCoach.com's Soccer Player Development Podcast. Discover all the secrets, hints and tips about soccer player development and soccer coaching from some of the leading figures in world soccer. Here's your host, Saul Isaacson-Hurst. Hi guys, welcome back to another show. This episode we've got a fantastic guest. Um, there's uh, not many better academies around in terms of producing players than Barcelona's. They've had so much success recently with Xavi, Iniesta, Messi, the list goes on. And there's a lot of talk about what actually they do and myths and people use players to try and propagate their own agenda. So it's really good actually to get the uh, you know information right from the horse's mouth as it were and see really what goes on at one of the top academies in the world. What really goes into developing some of the best players in the world. So really fortunate that Albert Capellas, the uh, ex-youth coordinator at Barcelona, agreed to come on and share some of his fantastic knowledge and experience and also talk about his time working in Holland and Denmark and Israel as well. So really has lots of uh, insight and value to give. So really enjoy this one. Uh, in terms of myself, uh, looking forward to the NSCAA conference in LA in January in a couple of weeks so if you are there and you'd like to connect just uh, drop me a line it'd be really great to meet people especially uh, the directors of coaches coaching and um, technical directors thinking about maybe how we could work together as uh, partnership club opportunities like we're doing with Wolverhampton Wanderers and a couple of other pro clubs and uh, now some uh, grassroots clubs as well so drop us a line and uh, enjoy the show. So Albert Capellas welcome to the show. Hello, how are you? Very well, thank you. Thanks for joining us. So can you just give us a, a brief history of your playing and coaching background, please? Well, was, uh, when I started to play football, I was very young in a very small village with only 2,000 people and I was playing in uh, the team of the town. I was uh, 50, 100 metres from my house. And it uh, was another moment that uh, it was impossible to play in bigger teams because uh, my parents said to me that I have to study. Uh, and, uh, and I was always playing there in, uh, in my town or in also uh, in other towns around, but I never could play in uh, professional football. That, that was my dream. Uh, of course, I don't know if I had the skills, maybe not. Uh, but one of the things that I knew that uh, my dream was to be a coach and be involved in professional football like a coach. Uh, that is why I started to uh, to train uh, very, very young. When I was 16, 17 years uh, old, I started to train with uh, young kids. Uh, I was combining uh, playing amateur football in Avignon, my town, and, uh, and coaching. Uh, first, in my school, I was a physical uh, teacher, a physical, physical education teacher, and uh, I was uh, training the, the team there, and that was my laboratory, my investigation and development uh, team. Uh, the name was the Scola Garbi in Barcelona, it's a very, uh, very good school. And uh, that was the place when I started to coach. Uh, then uh, I, I trained uh, very young also with under 17 in uh, Unió Esportiva Sants. In that team uh, also was a player, uh, Joan Barbara, now is one of the assistant coach of uh, Luis Enrique in uh, Football Club Barcelona. And uh, in that period I met Albert Benages, also a coordinator of uh, Youth Academy of Football Club Barcelona a lot of years. And, from then we built our relation and we worked together a lot of years in Barcelona. Then I went to coach, like assistant coach in Club de Football Capa. We took that team in a, in a very, very low level, a very amateur level. We were nine years there and we won five years in the row. Uh, we promote to the next category five years in the row. Uh, we think that nobody did in Spain in the past. That means, uh, and we put the team in a semi-professional football. And after nine years in the club, I thought, oh, if uh, after nine years Barcelona doesn't contract me, 
never will happen because I knew a lot of people in Barcelona. I was feeling, I was uh, uh, watching a lot of trainings, a lot of games. Uh, I was watching in live all the trainings uh, of a Dream Team when Johan Cruyff was the coach and also a lot of trainings from all the teams in the youth academy because I was living next to the new camp. And after nine years, I said, I have to change my career because if nine years Barcelona doesn't contract me, I have to stop. And then I said to the coach, okay, I changed my life. And what happened was that after uh, one week, Football, Football Club Barcelona called me if I would like to be assistant coach in, uh, in Barca B, in the second team of Barcelona. Kika Costas was the coach. And uh, in that team there was uh, Andres Iniesta, Victor Maldés, Thiago Mota, uh, top, top players. We had a fantastic team. Uh, I was there, uh, then I stopped for a couple of years and then Barcelona called me back again. Uh, and then I was six years coordinator of the Youth Academy when Alessandro was the director of the Youth Academy and I had a fantastic time. I could enjoy uh, players like uh, Gerardo Lufeu now in England, or Mark Bartra in Borussia Dortmund, uh, also uh, Pedro uh, Busquets, uh, uh, Thiago Alcantara. That means it was a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic period. And then uh, after uh, nine years involved in Football Club Barcelona, I decided to change my life to work in professional football, like an assistant coach in a professional league, because I had the opportunity to, to train in the first team of Barcelona. And uh, through Albert Ferrer, his ex-player of the Dream Team, the right back, uh, uh, he offered me the possibility to, to be his assistant coach in Eredivisie in Holland, in Vitesse. And I was there with four coaches. I was there four years with uh, Fred Ruten or John Van der Brom, also with Peter Boss, uh, currently is the coach in Ajax. And, uh, and after that, uh, I went to Bromby, two years. And now I am in Israel, uh, where Jordi Cruyff is the technical director of the club and Shotar Beladze, the the ex-player of Ajax uh, is the coach and I am uh, helping the club to, to develop the club and uh, to have success in the league. That is my background. I try to do a summary. Fantastic. And so just going back to your, 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 your role as a coordinator of youth at Barcelona, what, was, what were your duties there? What was your, what was your main jobs you had to do? What does it entail, uh, that job? Yeah, in uh, Barça B, I was a system coach. Uh, in Barcelona, was uh, coordinating the physical preparation and also the trainings. But, we but say, when, uh, sorry, when you were at Barcelona, when you worked in the academy as coordinator of youth. Ah, as a coordinator. Yeah, what, was, what, your, what was your duties? In, no, in I was uh, in in the youth academy. I was a coordinator uh, from the youth academy from the age of uh, 14, 15 years old until uh, 19 years old. Okay, and so, and what did that entail? You, what were your what did that day to day? What did you have? What sort of things did you have to look after? What, what did uh, you do? I was uh, helping the director uh, to to control and to be sure that uh, all the teams are training in the way that we want to train to respect the quality and the philosophy and the methodology of uh, Football Club Barcelona. Uh, that means uh, I was every day on the field talking with all the coaches. I was uh, preparing the trainings for them, for the coaches, because the way that we worked in that period was, uh, uh, you have to understand that in Barcelona, in that period, we say the coach is not the coach of under 15 or of under 17 or, of, or under 19. We say the coach is working for the club to help players, to develop players, to arrive to the first team. Uh, that is why uh, we wanted to work all of us uh, in the same way, with the same uh, football style, with the same methodology. And uh, every Monday I was sending the trainings to the coaches, but of course, because I was uh, every day on the trainings and I was talking with the coaches every day, uh, when they received the, the trainings by computer, all of them already agreed before, okay? That means it was not a surprise because we, we talk a lot, we did a lot of meetings uh, every week to discuss what we have to do next, what we have to do next, and I was the responsible to be sure that 
uh, everything is going in the right way. But that is uh, something that is easy in Barcelona because everybody has a, a very clear idea how they have to do the things. That means it was very easy for me to <laughs> to help them. Uh, so, so, was, uh, so you then, sorry to interrupt, Albert. So, so, so you would then you'd actually set the sessions out for the coaches. You'd um, give them session plans, or you just give them yes. topics what they're working on. No, 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 no. We, we were giving the in detail uh, all the drills what they have to do. Yeah. And also the periodization during the week and during the month. Yeah. And also I was helping the coaches uh, to scout players and uh, contract players. Also I was helping the, the players in their development career eh? to grow like a players. It was a, a, a global function, okay? Because in Barcelona the way that we train is we try to, to follow the structured training is a... Uh, a methodology that we like to to train the physical uh, trainings, the technical and the tactical, but also the social skills, the emotions, everything together. Okay, and I was trying to help the players and uh, especially the coaches to work in that way. That means somebody has to to to, to see the big picture to help them to work in that way. But because we had a very good relation and we, we met uh, each other for a long time, was a very, 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 very easy, very easy job. But again, uh, also it looks very strict, but it was not like this because always the coaches, they have some flexibility to change things. For example, if one really doesn't work, of course they can change it. Or if one day the, the, the atmosphere in the team, they think they have to change it something, they can do it. What what they cannot do it is do it every day. Yeah. Okay. But uh, sometimes they can do and they can take their own decisions. But what is important that the coaches in the Youth Academy of Football Barcelona, they work for Football Club Barcelona and they work to help the players to develop them to arrive to the first team. The, that means they are working for football for football club Barcelona. They are not developing their own careers. Yeah. That means they cannot decide which kind of football style they want to play or how they have to train. They cannot decide that. So 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 speaking about that, can you just tell us a little bit about then the philosophy and the methodology of Barca? You know, what was that was it you know, can you tell us about that unique that brand of Barcelona, what, what did that look like in terms of on the ground, ah, playing I, style, I, coaching? I, I don't know if it's unique or not. I know that around the world there are a lot of uh, good coaches and a lot of good uh, academies around the world. And there are clubs that they are working very well and every time more and more and more. Yeah? Uh, that means I think football is... Uh, I don't know if we have to... Of course we have success, a lot of success and uh, still... Football Club Barcelona is having a lot of success developing your players. But uh, if I have to say the, the key, the basis, we say the most important thing is a uh, control pass, the positioning game, okay, is uh, to control the ball because we think if we have the ball, the opponent doesn't have the ball. And uh, in Barcelona, we like to control the rhythm of the ball. We have to control the rhythm of the game, and uh, and you can control the rhythm of the way having the ball. That is why we want to do everything to have the ball as long as possible. That is why we develop the positioning game to to help the teams and the players to keep the ball as long as possible. Because we think is the best way and the most fun way to win games. Uh, so, 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 so that. That philosophy, does that start from the... What's the youngest age groups of Barcelona? Under eight or under nine? When do the boys first come uh, in? No, no, they start uh, under seven already. Uh, so, so under seven, is that the same? Does that start when they first come in to possession-based? They have to dominate the ball? Of course. Uh, when we scout players, we only look one thing. We only look that they have to have a very high, high level, a very high technical skills. Uh, that is very important for us, and uh, and then players who can think very fast, that they can take decisions and they can take right decisions, and that is also talent. Of course, then uh, we have to help them to to grow and to develop like a players, but it's very important to find the talent, and uh, and always we say, even uh, even something we are very good in football persona is a scouting the talent. Fantastic. Uh, so and, 
Yep, and uh, and we never look the physical skills. So that so physicality does not come into it. No, 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 never, never. So, because there's a big thing we have in England at the moment because we, yeah. I think, I believe there's an overemphasis on physicality in English football. And yeah. Maybe they're not struggling. Why our national teams are struggling further down the line, but. Yeah, I understand, uh, and is a is a because usually all the coaches they want to win. Yeah, they want to win, and of course, if you are a coach of under ten, in a, you want to win. If you are a coach in under eight, you want to win. And if you only select players considering uh, scouting their technical skills, uh, you will find a lot of small players that they are not physically strong, and that means at the beginning you will lose. A lot of games. You will lose games. You it will be very very difficult to win competitions if you only scout uh, players who are uh, only good in technical skills or only players who can think fast. If uh, all of us, all the coaches, we know that if we select players from um, about their physical condition, that they are tall and fast, you have much possibilities to win in the youngest uh, ages, from 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 years. We, we all of us uh, know that. But then all these players, after when they are 16, 17, 18 years old, that the physical condition equalize, then all these players disappear. And then they have a lot of problems to get the professional football because they don't have enough talent. But that then is the moment that all the players who have the talent, who can think faster, who have a very high uh, technical skills, uh, they grow physically also, then they become a man, and then they play with the same conditions, but they have more talent. And then they start to win. So then, so is that, is it, is it a common policy at Barcelona that obviously results don't matter throughout the academy program? And when, and, and when does, when do results start to matter? Yeah, and, and it's not only that, it's not only that, but also, uh, if you, if you see a lot of football teams, a lot of academies, they only select players from January, February, March, the first three, four months that they were born at the beginning of the year, January, February, March, because they are stronger during the season. And they never select players from December, from November, from April, because it's at the end of the season. And when you are eight or nine or ten years old, this difference of half year is a lot. And, uh, for example, we were controlling that to the coaches, that they select players from all months. From January to December, that we, we have to be sure that the coaches, they select the players looking for their talent and not to, trying to take advantage of their physical skills. So how, how do you combat that? Obviously, the term in bio-banding now, which we use a lot. So how do you firstly you know, identify those players that I agree at eight or nine or seven? There's a massive difference you know, for someone born later in the year. So how do you firstly identify that and then take care of those younger players to assimilate them into your program? Uh, first, I want to answer one question that you say me before. Yeah. Uh, we say at the beginning, the first ages, we don't care if they win or not. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's not really true that we don't care because, of course, we are football club Barcelona, we were football Barcelona, and they are football club Barcelona. Of course, they always want, uh, they always want to win. But the most important thing is that they play good and they respect the values of the club and they respect the, the, the football style of the club. That means they start to learn our way of playing, our way of training. And it takes time, maybe two or three years. But after two or three years, they start to win everything. That we know the first two, three years, they will have a tough time. Sometimes they will win, sometimes not. But it's not a problem that. And after two, three years, they start to win everything. That is what I want to tell you. Okay? Fantastic. So then in, so in terms of the younger players then, so firstly, how do you identify those, you know, those, see that, those, those younger, smaller players? And then how do you, do, they, do, you, do you simulate those into the program? Okay. First, uh, first uh, the coaches, they have to control, uh, uh, for example, the coach of under eight, he has to control his category, okay? And then has to control the, the players who are one year older and one year younger. Uh, 
That means every coach has to control three years, three generations, okay? And then we have scouters, of course, who help them. But in Barcelona, the youth uh, coaches, they can see sometimes five, six games per weekend. That means all weekend they are traveling and they are going sometimes only 45 minutes, uh, only half game, sometimes 50 minutes. Uh, they expend all weekend just, okay, here there is a game, I go. I heard that in that uh, team there is a player, I go. They are busy uh, all weekend. They, they really look a lot of games every weekend and that is tough, okay? And not all the coaches want to do that. That means you need a special character and you really have to love the game to have the energy the, to do that. Then, of course, we have uh, scouters who help us to, to tell us where uh, we have to, to find uh, the talent. And then the coaches have to follow and have to watch it in training, in life. And then uh, sometimes we, we invite them, some players, to train with us. And then we can compare the level. And, uh, and when we compare the level, then they can see uh, how different with the players that we already have. Uh, and during that trainings, uh, uh, different coaches are following that week. If we invite uh, 10 players to train with us for one week, with all the trainings, always there are uh, four or five coaches plus the scouter uh, watching the trainings and talking to each other to try to find out if this player can uh, play with us or not. That is uh, one very important thing. The, another very important thing that is we like to scout players when they are very young, only from Barcelona and surroundings. The people think that we are scouting around the world. It is not true. We are scouting uh, uh, at least in the period that I was there, that was nine years, okay? <laughs> Uh, we were scouting our players around Barcelona. Uh, in that moment, 94% of the players were from Barcelona and Catalonia. And the rest, only uh, uh, around 5% were from Spain or maybe in other countries like Messi. Or, uh, that means uh, that is very important because we figure out that only the players who had their families living with them when they were young, arrived to the first team. They got the aim to play for the first team. And that is why we say it is a, is a very important for us that when they are young, when they are developing, because they are kids, they need their parents with them. And, what, and, and what, age, what age would you would that stop then, Albert? When would you start bringing kids in from from other other places? First, we say uh, it depends. Uh, for example, uh, in that moment was uh, 13, 14, 15, 16 years old. It depends, okay. Also, because sometimes uh, a parents decide to live in Barcelona, okay. And they find a job in Barcelona, and then at the moment that the family is uh, living in Barcelona, that means the kid can live with the parents every day. Then for us, it's like a, a, a player who is living in Barcelona. But for us, it was important that they could live. Uh, and, uh, and, and then also always we say that if a player from Barcelona, and we want to contract a player, for example, from Valencia, for example, we always we say, there is no any player in Barcelona or in Catalonia who is better than this one from Valencia and maybe the coaches say no or the scouts say no, this is better. Okay, and a little bit less, less quality and they say yes, in this club there is one player that is a little bit less quality. Okay, even like this we took the player closer to the Barcelona. Uh, to contract players from another clubs, we decide that they really have to be outstanding. They really have to be very, very, very special, like Thiago Alcantara or like Messi or like Iniesta. Of course, uh, there were more players, especially when they are 16 or 17 or 18 years old, that they are living in La Masia. Okay. Uh, but the experience says that we had a success with uh, these experiences.
Okay, and um, so how how many how many games a season would a, an average Barcelona young player play? So if he's talking about the youngest players, nines, tens, elevens, how how many games a season would they play roughly? Do you have an idea of that or? Oh, too many. Too many games. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But I, I cannot tell you exactly because what happened is okay. We have uh, the we have our uh, the, the games that they have to play in uh, for football club Barcelona. But then they have the national team of uh, Catalan Federation, and then they have the national team of Spain, and they have competition. That means they play too many games. That is one of the things that we were discussing a lot, that the, the players in the youth academy, they are playing too much. And when they are arriving in 18, 19, 20 years old, that they, 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 when the, the professional football start to open the doors, they are already tired with too many games in their legs from the last uh, 12 years. Well, that's quite and, interesting. Uh, uh, it's quite ironic because actually in England we're having a debate and they're saying that our players aren't playing enough games, that the young players, there's not enough games formats for the academy players here. It's not about quantity, it's about quality. Absolutely. Okay. Football, football is about quality. It's not about quantity. Uh, the same in trainings. Uh, people, they say they have to train in the morning, in the afternoon. They have to train more. If you train more, the intensity goes down, the level goes down, and uh, uh, it's better to train once a day, uh, one training, and high, high, high level. It's better to train one hour and a half high level than one hour, 45 minutes, lower level. It's about quality. If something... I have a very clear idea. Is about that. So um, in terms of that, then, Albert, so just could you go through, say, starting from the under, under seven, under eights, moving up. How how often a week do they train? Well, how many hours do they do a week? Uh, in that moment, I don't know if I change because now I already nine years. Uh, I uh, yeah. already seven years out of uh, but, Barcelona. But, but of course, there, I have. Yeah. Of course, I have friends there and I know some things, but uh, I, I don't know deeply all the things what they are doing now and also because I am living in Europe, um, out of Spain, okay, out of Catalonia. Uh, in that moment, from eight, uh, ten years old, they were training uh, three times per week and one game in weekend. Yeah. Uh, uh, the youngest one only twice per week and one game in weekend. Uh, then they uh, from uh, 10 to 13 years old, more or less, is uh, was about uh, uh, four trainings per week, and uh, 15 um, 15 years old, 16 years old, five trainings per week, and then uh, under 19 uh, was uh, six trainings per week uh, and uh, the game. Uh, that was uh, the, the the range, more or less. And um, in terms of the structure of the academy, and, and, uh, and all, always one one session, eh? okay. always one session. And in terms of the structure, was how is it? Was the was the younger age groups different to the older age groups? So if you were dealing with the thirteens and fourteens. Were the younger ages? Did they have a different philosophy in terms of like? Was it more? based on fun and skills, or was it the same pretty much consistent all the way through the approach? Okay, in Barcelona, we always say that uh, the ball possession, okay, is, is based in, uh, in, three, in three keywords, okay? The first keyword is possession, possession of the ball, okay? That means uh, to have possession, you need a very good control and a very good pass. That is one thing. Then you can start to figure out how we train. A lot of control passes drills, okay, from the beginning, okay, and also with one, two touches. The second big word is possession, the position on the field, okay? That means we start to help the young players when they are very young, when I say eight years old, to, to start to play position games that they have to stay in their own position and they start to learn how to move the body, how to open the line pass, how to put the body shape, uh, all these kind of things to learn to stay in the right position all the time. And that as soon as possible, eight years old, nine years old, no problem. And the last thing is about also about pressure. We say the three P's. 
position, position and pressure. And pressure, it means the pressing forward, it means the five second rule, because if we want to have the ball, we need to pick up the ball back as quick as possible. That means I will not wait with the, uh, the teams of Barcelona, they will not wait until you lose the ball. What we will do, we will go against you to pick up the ball because we want the ball as quick as possible. That is why we will press forward and we will, when we lose the ball, we will react very quick to try to pick up the ball as quick as possible. That means, uh, of course, when they are very young, is about, of course, uh, let's talk about this. Physical trainings, okay, is after 15 years old. 14 years old and younger ages, only technical and tactical drills. And after 15 years old, we started to introduce the physical trainings. So, how, okay. so what are those? Um, so, you talked about passing drills there. I mean, is yes. there a lot of that unopposed work to to really refine the art of passing and the, the yes. way of passing and that sort of thing? I, I come back to the younger age. We start with uh, divide with uh, the warming up, if with ball, a lot of coordination. Okay, with ball, a lot of skills, uh, fun skills uh, that the players feel comfortable with the ball. Okay, a lot of then a lot of control passes. The 15 minutes control pass, uh, uh, creating a lot of triangles to start to tell them first line pass, second line pass, don't turn, position of the body, uh, control the ball inside foot, play with the other leg, the pace on the ball, all these kind of things. Then, positioning games, of course, adapted to their ages, okay, with the size and with the rules, uh, something like four against four plus three, uh, three, three against three plus uh, two, um, four against four against four plus two. Uh, this, uh, of course, two touches, okay, maximum two touches. Sometimes at the beginning, we allow uh, third touches, three touches. But uh, uh, we think that one of the keys is to, to play in two touches. Because when you play in two touches, you have to think fast. You, it forces you uh, to find the right position, to find the body shape, to open the line pass. It, it forces you to think forward because you only have one control and an extra touch to pass. That means if you are not ready, you will lose the ball. Then you have to always anticipate. It forces you to look always the third man before you receive the ball. It, it, it forces you to think a lot, okay? And then a lot of games. Uh, one against one, two against two, three against three, four against four, uh, three teams, five against five against five, six against A lot of playing, a lot of playing, a lot of playing. So, so okay. how, mu how much of that work would be unopposed and how much would be opposed in a typical session then? Uh, what I say, uh, yeah, we can say uh, 10, 15 minutes uh, warming up. Uh, we can say 15, 20 minutes the control pass. Uh, we can say again uh, 20 minutes the position game and the rest, the rest uh, uh, short games is uh, we are talking about 15 to uh, 20, uh, 20, 30 minutes more, uh, one hour and a half maximum uh, short games. And one of the keys is don't stop too much between the drills. Don't give too much instructions. The important is the quality of the drill. Uh, that means when you when you stop, you have one minute and a half to say the the, the, the players, the, the keywords to try to help them. Uh, because if you talk five minutes, six minutes, uh, then the level of the training goes down, goes down, goes down, goes down. And for us, it's very important that we always keep the rhythm of the training during all 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 training. So yeah, essentially, because I've uh, in my time at Chelsea and Tottenham, I've been at many tournaments in Europe and. I've always noted the Barcelona team, the young teams, I'm talking about nine and tens, they all move the ball really, really well, really yeah. quick, like you say, one or two touch and really yes. effective. So my question with that would be then, you know, looking at the players like um, Iniesta and Messi and uh, Thiago, those dribblers, you know, how do those guys fit into that that possession culture, that moving the ball quickly? How, how have you been so successful in, you know, producing these dribblers as well? Uh, whilst well, in this in this one or two touch atmosphere, ah, in culture, uh, as I say, no, it's, it's not our success; it's their own success. No, uh, when you see Iniesta uh, uh, in the tournament uh, in uh, Albacete, in uh, there was a football tournament. Uh, 
that everybody saw uh, Iniesta in that tournament. He was very, very young. We had lucky because we were a football club Barcelona and we convinced him when we show La Masia, okay? Uh, that is why we had the opportunity. But Iniesta, if you see videos from Iniesta when he was 8, 9, 10, 11 years old, he was doing the same things that he's doing now in professional football. You cannot train that. When you see Messi videos from Messi when he was 8, 9, 10, 11 years old, you see the same skills that you can, that he's offering now in professional football. In Barcelona, the only thing that we did is to protect them to uh, to rise in the right way, in the right way, with the right values, um, uh, respecting the uh, football style, the uh, respect the game, the opponents, the the teammates, the coaches, the club. Uh, try to give them the the right education to grow like a persons, to to give them an environment that they can be themselves. But, of course, respecting the philosophy of the club. We say uh, creativity, you cannot teach that. It's talent. So, but then, I mean, it's in the sessions, for instance, and you've got your two-touch rule, and you yeah. got, got Lionel Messi you know, dribbling around. And how, does that, how does that work you know, in, in yeah, practice? Of course, but, but when, when you, you play, play one and one, one, two and two, three and three, four and yeah. four, you, don't, you cannot play two touches, three and three. Okay. You, you play free touches. Okay. And, and when you play games, sometimes you play games seven against seven when they are young, uh, you play uh, free touches. Okay? That means there is, during the season, uh, during the week, there is a lot of moments that they can use free touches. But in that moment, we say 80-90% of the drills should be in two touches and 20 and uh, between 20 and 10% of the drills, free touches. That is a, a very low, low, low rate. And of course, then you have the game. Yeah. Okay? But the, the, the important thing, everybody is talking about developing players. Okay? Uh, one of the things that I like to say is you have a player with a top skills like Iniesta. I explain one, one, uh, one, uh, one story. When I was in Barca B, uh, I met Iniesta and he came with our team. He was a very, very young. He was 15 years old. And the coach was a very, uh, he played with, uh, with Johan Cruyff together in 74. And a lot of years with a lot of experience in Barcelona was uh, Kike Costas. And he said to me, Albert, Iniesta, you know him, eh? He's one of the best players I've never seen in my life. And he had a lot of experience in the Youth Academy of Barcelona developing players. He was developing Guardiola, Guillermo Amor, a, a lot, a lot of uh, huge, huge players. And he said to me, Iniesta is one of the best I've never seen in my life. We don't have to try to make him better. If we don't make him worse, we did our job fantastic. Because sometimes when you want to develop players, and you want to influence them a lot, and for example, you want to help them uh, to go to the gym and do a lot of weights, uh, a lot of extra trainings and a lot of psychology, sometimes you are not helping them. Sometimes it's only about protect them. And what is important is to help them how to use the talent that they have in the right moment. So he's... Where, a player, where a player that has a fantastic one against one, I cannot tell him play two touches all the time. I have to tell, okay, when you are in our own half, play simple, one, two touches, and then go to your position. But when you are close to the box and is one against one, then use your skills and your talent and play with freedom. That means in some areas of the field, it's very structured the way that they have to play. And in, uh, in, the, in the last third of the field, they have a lot of freedom because that is why they have this kind of creativity. That means we don't teach them how to play difficult. We teach them where and when and how they can play simple. So, so Iniesta at 15 was training with you at Barca B, was he, and playing yes. in that team? Yes. And how did he deal with that, that physical and challenge with the, uh, with the big guys? Uh, but, but Iniesta, uh, he was he was faster than everybody. That means uh, you you cannot catch him. 
you, you couldn't catch him. He's a, uh, when you arrive, you already passed the ball. He he was too good. Uh, Iniesta was was too good. He was a fast thinker, always uh, good decisions, always find the position to receive the ball alone. Uh, always uh, he knew what to do before uh, uh, everybody else. Even sometimes with the coaches, he did things that you are sitting on the bench, and and uh, and he was doing things that. We couldn't see it from the bench, and he saw it. That uh, he, he was too good. He, he was uh, this kind of uh, top, top, top talent players. Uh, was he the a, uh, a, the best? Was not, with? Problem, was not a problem. And also uh, because was a senior football. Okay, second division B. Uh, that moment was a senior. He was playing against uh, players uh, from 28, 29, 30, 31, 32 years old. That means was not easy for him, but. Was a, was very good for him to have this experience because he had to think even faster and he had to be more he had to be smarter than the other ones that he had to use the intelligence to have success. So he's, he's, and then when you play with the first team and you are 70, 80, 19 years old and when you play with the first team, then everything is much much easier. All the players from the youth academy they say the same. The easiest step in our development has been from Barça B to the first team. Because then you play with the best players, you always receive a good balls. When you have the ball, everybody's available. Everybody knows how to open the line pass. They're always helping you. That is much easier. But to play in second team of Barça B is much more difficult. And do you think he's... Uh, was that he the best player you worked with ever? Um, Iniesta? Yeah, of course. One of them. One of them. There are more. Busquets. Also, uh, Thiago Cantara, uh, Pedro. Uh, there are no Victor Valdez. was absolutely fantastic. Uh, Thiago Cantara. Uh, Thiago Cantara. Thiago Mota was a, fant- no, was a fantastic player. We had a lot, but absolutely uh, Iniesta is... Uh, also, for uh, his personality, is absolutely outstanding. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, for for me, is uh, is something really, really special. Uh, not only like a player, also like a person. He has the big, big picture. He has the full picture. And just briefly, I mean, you touched on this previously, um, but just obviously the rondos have become synonymous with Barcelona playing style. Yeah. possession games and now that's through Barcelona's success that's that seems to have spread uh, around the world just tell us a little bit of the origin and you know why rondos are so important to Barca's play okay depends because we have three definitions of rondos uh, you are talking rondos is when we play for example four against two or five um, five against two or seven against two that is for us is rondos yeah when you are talking about Four against four plus three, jokers, flouters, eh? yeah. uh, four against four plus three, flouters, then it's positioning games. Okay. Okay, that means the, the people say rondos, but uh, we say rondos uh, the first drills, okay? Yeah. Uh, that means uh, five against five plus two flouters or plus three flouters, six against six plus four flouters. This kind of games, then is positioning games. And then the last one is, we say, uh, keeping the ball, okay? And the difference between positioning games and keeping the ball is when you play drills like 8 against 8 plus 2, keeping the ball, it means that the players can move everywhere. That means they can pass the ball and run and move the ball and create a space and another player will occupy that space and then you pass the ball. That means they have more freedom. Okay? Uh, when you play positioning games, is they have to play in their position. That means... When you receive the when you when you play the ball is play and stay, is not play and run. Play and stay. That means you only move two meters right, two meters left, trying to find advantage in two meters. That means that you always are relaxed. You don't expend too much energy when your team has the ball, and uh, that means that when you lose the ball, you can be very aggressive because you are fresh, because you are not tired, because you don't have to run, and then. Uh, and because you are fresh, you can have more success with the five-second rule. And when you win the ball, play simple passes. Don't lose the ball. The first two, three, four passes. 
uh, use the floaters and go to your position as quick as possible and make the field wide and deep to create the spaces between the players because then it's more difficult to defend. That is, we say, positioning games. And that is one of the keys of Football Club Barcelona that is different than all the other clubs. So then, the, so the rondos is just the so the, the 4v2, 5v2 stuff, then the 3v1. Yeah, 5v2, and you lose the ball, you go in, and you go out. These rondos that are more fun, of course, they, uh, yes. And there, so, I mean, so you generally use that at the beginning of a session. Would you like a warm up or something like that? Yeah, 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 of course. Of uh, course. Uh, rondos, rondos, usually we use the rondos for a warming up. And uh, what about the younger players, eight, seven, eight, nines? I mean, would they use more of those those simpler rondos as an introduction to possession, maybe? Yeah, a lot of a lot of technical drills. Okay, uh, to 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 train a lot of coordination with drills, uh, dribbling the ball, passing the ball, uh, skills with the ball, uh, also rondos, a lot of control passes. Okay, we, we, they like to work a lot in the warming up, a lot of this, basically these three, and also games, fun games, that they, they, they have to be creative, uh, uh, persecution games, uh, that they, they have to move and they have to train a lot of the agility and they have to be smart to win and all these kind of things. That, that uh, we work a lot. Uh, it's very important when the kids are young that they work a lot they develop a lot the coordination. There are two ages that that is very important. One is when they are very young, and another one is when your body is changing. That means from 13, 14, 15 years old, that your body grows a lot, then it's very important in that period to train a lot of technical skills and also a lot of coordination skills. And what about stuff like working on your weak side, so your weak foot? Do you, do, do you try and make players two-footed? Is that um, part of the Barca philosophy? Uh, tell me again, please. So working to try and make players balanced on both feet so they can use both feet. Is that a part of the philosophy there, to try and create two-footed players? Uh, you say left and right? Yes, yeah, so like if I'm a right footer, uh, do you spend yes. a lot of time developing my left foot so I can use both feet? Yeah, of course, because when you train, uh, that is why it's so important, the body shape. Because when you when you train the body shape, we always say you, you need 180 degrees uh, rank of vision that means your bottom has to stay on the line you have to see the player in your right you have to see the player in your left that your rank of vision is as as, as uh, wide as possible as big as possible and then that it forces you to play with the right and with the left that means if the ball comes from the right side you have to control inside left foot and then you have to play inside right foot and when it's the opposite side the same and we use the drills in control pass uh, for example, in two touches, we say, okay, or in one touch, it depends on the drill. We always do with the right side and then with the opposite side, with the left side. Especially when, well, no, not especially, always. That means they always have to, to, to train with the left and with the right. Always, 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 of course. And what's your, what's your thoughts on some who say that working in an unopposed environment, doing passing drills, doesn't transfer to a game? Uh, how I can say that? For sure, they have their reasons. The develop the development of the players is uh, different. Okay, first I should I should see how they train, no? Because to talk about the way that another coaches are doing without watching what they are doing then maybe the problem is not the drills, maybe the problem is the intensity or the quality of the, all the instructions that they give. Um, that means can be a lot of reasons why maybe some coaches, they don't have uh, success on that. I'm sure that doing this, uh, it helps. But of course, there are some players that they don't improve too much. I have seen players in Youth Academy of Barcelona that after eight, nine, ten years, being in the Youth Academy of Barcelona, uh, still they have a lot of problems with their left foot, for example. And I have seen players who have developed very quick both feet. That means I have experience in both sides. And at the end, I think is also the talent of the players. There are players who have the talent to learn things very quick, and there are players that they have a lot of problems to develop them, themselves. And that is also a quality. 
fantastic so uh, moving on now because I, I know you, I, I don't want to keep you too long uh, but I know you're very busy just um no, could, no you, could you tell us a little bit about and then um moving how you found uh what's the main differences you found to footballing life in Holland and then in Denmark okay uh first I say in Spain in Holland and Holland to Denmark okay because I think there is three difference yeah uh the big difference that I found out in Holland that is the they love to play football and they love they love to build up from behind and they love they like so much to to scout the opponent and uh, play very tactically and uh, they love to study the game and they spend time of that is more or less like in Spain okay but in Spain for example almost all the teams they defend in zone uh, in Holland uh, a lot of teams in midfield they defend men men. In, mid, in midfield, and that was uh, something is shocking to me. Okay, I like more defending in zone. That was the biggest difference in uh, Holland. Also, uh, I thought that this football style of Ajax, I thought was uh, in all over the Holland, and that was not true. Only in few places they have this kind of football style. I know that there are uh, football clubs that are working very well uh, in the youth academy, for example, Ajax, of course, PSV, uh, Feyenoord, they are doing a fantastic job, uh, BTS also, uh, but I didn't feel that it's all over the country. Uh, I only felt that in only few places they were working in a very high, high level. That is one of the big differences, and in Spain, is a high, high quality in a lot, a lot of academies. Uh, they have a very high qualified coaches. Uh, and then in Denmark was, uh, how I can say, you can find both. You can find coaches who, who like more the English style, that means fofo tool, uh, more physical, uh, playing longer balls, uh, more box-to-box games, more open games, uh, that they like more this type of a style that is fair and is also nice and uh, for the spectators is uh, absolutely amazing eh? mm. because it's open and it's fighting and it's, uh, it's, uh, uh, it's also nice it's another style I don't say that it's better or, or worse it's, uh, but also you find a lot of coaches in Denmark that they like to play football but what happened in Denmark is if you play, you try to play football and you lose, they say ah, it's because they don't fight and they have to play long balls and they have to play more like England. But if you're, you are playing more 4 for 2 playing more long balls and box to box and more open game, if, if you don't have to say, they say, ah, because they don't play football, they have to play more football. And that is the big problem that they don't have a clear picture. <laughs> and so what, and, and what, and what about the young players there? What were they like um, in, uh, in comparison time, to the, to, to uh, the It depends on the clubs. Yeah. It depends on the clubs. There are clubs that their youth academy is, is more uh, this 4 for 2 football style, okay? Yeah. And another clubs, the, the clubs closer to Copenhagen, for example, uh, um, they like to play more football. Uh, and the clubs in the other side of the country that they are closer to England, they like to play more 4 for 2 more physical game, more open. That means you can find both. And but, but what I mean sports, in particular, uh, like at Bromby where you were. Yes, I don't know. Football position. What were they like? What were the young players like there in comparison to the Spanish counterparts? Uh, in in Bromby, we work a lot in uh, developing the the possession football. I was helping them a lot in uh, to develop the program masterclass. They play four 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 three three and uh, and I help them to to play in position football and they want to do that okay and also FC Nordjylland and also there are more clubs that they really like to do to do it in that way and they really think that is the best way for the future in football if they want to have success and the and the young players coming in I mean what were they what was your experience in them? was no, it similar no, sort of players no it's very clear look. Spain is a country with 40 million people. Denmark is a country with 7 million people. That says everything. Of course, the level of the player, the, in general, the level of the players is less because the competition is smaller, there are less clubs playing football, and, um, and of course you get less quality. But sometimes you can find a top, top, top talent players in Denmark, also in Holland, but also in Belgium. I always say... Talent is everywhere. 
because at the end Barcelona uh, almost all the players were from Catalonia from Barcelona and this is around 7 million population that means players like Marc Bartra, Gerard Piquet, Sergi Busquets uh, Puyol, Xavi uh, all these players are from around Barcelona. When you look Denmark, okay, it's 7 million population. That means what is important when you are in your club, really try to find the talent when they are young. Find them and they don't put this talent out of the club because they are not strong enough physically. But, uh, but of course, if you compare a population for 40 million, a population with 7 million, the level is less. It's the same. In Holland, you can find fantastic players, but it's less than Spain. And Denmark is less than Holland. But that is just because of number of people. And so, okay, finally then, um, just tell us a little bit about Israel and what's it like there, you know, what's the footballing landscape like there in terms of the academy and things like that? Uh, in, in, in Maccabi, they are trying to, to help the club to grow more in the European side because Israel is Middle East. Uh, and they try to, to learn as much as possible from uh, the football style from Europe. And uh, the last years they had uh, coaches from, uh, from Portugal, uh, Oscar Garcia from Football Club Barcelona, they had Peter Bosch, now he's a coach of Ajax, Jokanovic, uh, they had um, uh, coaches from Europe. That means in the last years they got a lot of influence uh, from the from Spain, from Holland, from different parts of Europe, because Jordi Cruyff is that, uh, has been the technical director, uh, and that is why he's helping the club to, 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 to get all this knowledge. And now, for example, in the Youth Academy, they have a director of the Youth Academy, is uh, Patrick Van Leeuwen, that he is, uh, that he is uh, one sec, um, that he is the coordinator of the Youth Academy, and he's from Holland, and they try to develop the club in this uh, European football style, based in possession football. Okay, and just finally, just for wrap, just any advice for a young aspiring coach who'd um, like to try and work his way up to the, the highest level? Any advice? Yeah. First, for love the game. Yeah. Love the game. That is first. Learn as much as you can. Travel and learn from other people. If you came from Spain, you, you can learn a lot from Spain, from Holland, from Germany. Uh, for sure, in England, there is a lot of people who can share all very good information. And then be yourself. Don't try to be like somebody. Try to be yourself with the experiences that you have, like uh, in your trainings, with your players, with your teams, and with all the knowledge that you are receiving when you process process all this information, try to be yourself. So Albert, can you just uh, tell us a little bit more where people can find out more about you, uh, what you do and your, your coaching methodology? Uh, in, in, uh, in the last year, I am developing uh, my own website that I want to share my knowledge to the coaches around the world. Uh, I learned a lot from a lot of coaches. I had the opportunity to talk with a lot of coaches and to see a lot of trainings. And uh, now I am 49 years old and I think it's the moment to, to give something back to the football community. Uh, base it in a possession football. That means uh, I'm developing this website. First, uh, the way of training. Then we will talk about the way of playing and the weight of scouting, and finally the weight of planning, the periodization, based in possession football, to help all the coaches around the world uh, who maybe they don't have the opportunity to travel or to have access than, uh, with coaches like me that I had the experience to, to work in a, a club like Football Club Barcelona or in Holland. That is uh, what I want to do in my future. We expect in May to be online, but if the people go to albertcapellas.com, there is a launching page that they can leave the mail. And uh, when the website will be online, uh, uh, we will invite them to join us. Uh, it's uh, something that I am thinking already 10, 15 years old. And now is the moment that I'm really spending time and uh, researches. Uh, 
and uh, some finances to develop this and we will we will try to do a fantastic website that can help the coaches to develop them and it will be for uh, young coaches but also for professional coaches I think everybody can learn things from that website. I will try to do it very structured, very, very organized, and I will try to be very didactic that everybody can understand. And of course, uh, we'll translate it in different languages. So just give us that the website address one more time. AlbertCapellas.com AlbertCapellas.com Okay, that's fantastic. Albert, thanks very much for your time. It's been fantastic, uh, really insightful getting someone with your background on here. We really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. It has been a pleasure. Adios. We've been touch. Adios. Thanks for tuning in to the MyPersonalFootballCoach.com Soccer Player Development Podcast. MyPersonalFootballCoach.com's Dynamic Ball Mastery Program is the world's leading online individual technical training program, proven and developed at the highest level in the English Premier League. Sign up now to train like the pros and take your game to the next level. Master the ball, master the game.